Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome to another Brew Crew Review Podcast. Uh, my name is Craig. Joining me today is Scott and Vince. Hey, guys, baseball is back. That's right, guys. Yeah, good to good to hear from you. Uh, we haven't talked for a little bit, I guess, on our actual podcast, simply because there wasn't all that much to talk about unless we were labor lawyers or, you know, somehow involved in the MLB negotiations. And, and by the way, is, uh, is Chad on tonight or not? Um, I don't think he is. He... I think he said something about he's one of those people that might potentially boycott the game for a year. So it's possible he might not be on the podcast for another year. We'll see though. You know, a lot of people say that not sure if they'll actually hold to it. You know, once the season starts, it's hard to stay away, but we'll yeah. see. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. I think he's still locked out of reality. So I'll check in at some point. Um, but no, obviously <laughs> Baseball fans knew that this CBA negotiations were coming. We knew they weren't going to be pleasant, I guess. <laughs> and that's kind of how it, how it played out. Unfortunately, it did cost um, – ultimately, it did cost a, the first week of the season and an opening day at, at AmFam Field, unfortunately. Sorry, Brewer fans. But I think that they are going to play a 162-game schedule, make up some of those games. So – one of those caveats, I know that the first six games at uh, home games are wiped out. So I think that there might be some actual double headers and nine inning double headers at that coming to Miller Park sometime this season. So that's kind of cool. Um, but beyond that, um, just so ecstatic to actually have these guys hit the field again. Uh, we're doing this taping on Friday, March 11th, um, and uh, spring training will be starting up here this Sunday on the 13th. Uh, our players are reporting games and spring training will be starting already on the 17th on St. Patty's day. And we're gonna have opening day, uh, already on April 7th, I believe uh, that's a Thursday again. And the Brewers are going to open on the road against the Cubs. Um, so anyway, yeah, it's exciting. The, the, the players are excited to be on the field. The fans are excited to have them back. So, um, I guess just, uh, the first thing I guess we'll probably talk about is just about the, not too many of the details agreement because there 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 are a lot of them, but I guess I'll just a general question um, as far as what what are you the most happy about with the agreement and uh, was there, is there anything that you're either surprised or disappointed about with the final agreement um, between the players association and of course Major League Baseball owners? Um, you know, for me at least, I'm just overall happy that of course that there is an agreement because. Um, I was getting a bit pessimistic. I think that, you know, I can speak for a lot of baseball fans that there was an incredible sense of um, disappointment and that, you know, there was this, this buildup to a potential deal. What, what was it, you know, eight or nine days ago. And it, it turns out it was just a PR stunt from the owners. And then it seemed like there was a, a about a week later, another day where there was buildup and then it was the players who rejected a deal. And then all of a sudden it just happened the next day. And that was exciting. So, um, but you know, those, those two days, I think just kind of put me in the mindset that, Hey, any deal at this point is going to be <laughs> a good deal. I, I think that overall, um, as far as the details that I'm most glad about, I'm really glad that, um, that we are not going to have 
seven inning double headers. I'm really glad we're not going to have like the automatic runner on second base entering uh, extra innings. I'm really glad that, um, well, I shouldn't say I'm really glad that there's 12 playoff teams, but I'm glad that there's not 14 uh, teams that are going to make the playoffs. I wish it was about four less, maybe even more than that. But um, anyways, I'm glad it didn't expand to 14 uh, playoff teams. Um, so for all those things, I'm thankful. But, you know, of course, number one is just that they're back on the field at all. I'm, I'm glad that there's going to be a, a Brewers baseball season this year and a full and a full one at that. Uh, and that's the other part. You know, it's a full 162-game season, which um, I, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, absolutely. I think what everyone's happy about is that it's a full 162-game season and there's no way that anything could go wrong. We have it completely wrapped up and clinched. Everything is fine. But, no, it is really good. I mean, I guess I was just thinking that if we're going to lose games out of this season, it shouldn't be because two sides are bickering. It should be something, you know, decent, like a worldwide pandemic or nuclear war or something, you know? So, yeah, hopefully we get 162. My favorite thing that I guess I'm glad with is uh, nobody on – second base and extra innings. That's, that's the one takeaway that I really like. <laughs> I know a lot of people like it because they think it's going to be almost over. <laughs> like they think, Oh, this game's going to be over soon. And, and every game starts with like, you know, a runner in scoring or uh, every extra inning starts with a runner in scoring position. So you're going to have like, you have like instant drama basically, but um, wasn't, wasn't really for me. It was, it was, it was a nice little wrinkle, but I, I it's not something I wanted to see permanently. Well, I, I I always love the fact that in baseball you always had to earn your your way on. I mean, even if it was a fielder making a mistake and you reach on an error, that's that's one thing. But there had to be a reason why you were on base, and you know, to just arbitrarily award somebody uh, a, a base, let alone a base in scoring position, to me, just it never made sense. I never understood how it had anything to do with the pandemic, quite frankly, either. I mean, they claimed it was to get off the field sooner. I I, I don't I don't know that you're going to get COVID by you know, sticking around for five minutes less or whatever it turned out to be on uh, the average game time, you know, as, as opposed to playing at all. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm just glad it's not a permanent thing. I, I think that that would have kind of put a damper on this whole labor agreement for me. Uh, I still would have been glad just that we were back on the field, but I, I'm, I'm really happy that that is one of the things that, that left and that there's no pitch clock this year too. I'm pretty glad about that. Yeah, so you guys touch on yeah, for sure. pretty good points, and I'm happy about those things too. And I guess the, the going into this, what I had said to myself is like, I really just don't want there to be a 14 team playoff. I knew that they were definitely leaning toward expanding it beyond 10, and I was like, I don't even like Vince. I don't even really like anything beyond 10. But um, I, I thought, well, if anything, I could maybe live with 12, but. 14 is just killing this killing going to kill the sport. So that I, I wanted that to somehow not come out of this. And I was very fearful that I was going to just because I thought that the, that there wasn't that much that the owners really wanted from their side of things. Uh, and, and I thought that that would have to be the carrot that had to be dangled by a player association to get a lot of what they wanted. But luckily and kudos for the major league baseball owners for this, that they didn't like really, be dead set on getting that 14 teams. I think that's going to be in the long run, really good for the game. Um, so that was that. And I, I didn't want to miss, you know, half or even a month of the season because of these stupid negotiations and how that, you know, the, the lockout started way early and they didn't know negotiating. 
And then I, I really thought missing any games is completely unnecessary and avoidable. And ultimately, when they came right up against, you know, having to miss several weeks or even up to a month. Uh, and, and, you know, the, in reality, we're missing the first week, but they're going to make up the game. So I guess those two things coming to fruition, I couldn't be any happier, I guess, with how it played out. And I think it was really a fair deal kind of for both sides. I think the players got more uh, this CBA than they have in many others recently. And I think I got to give kudos to the owners for actually coming through and kind of meeting them halfway on some of those things that I think some of fixed some of the things in the game that really, really were important. Um, it was a little bit frustrating seeing all of a sudden them trying to, trying to come, even though I agree with it, like trying to throw in the international draft at the last minute. But I think that, you know, cooler heads prevailed and they even came up with a decent uh, compromise to even address that possibly during the CBA, um, you know, even this year. And if they don't, they can't come to agreement on it, then the qualifying offer will, will still then be stuck on the table. I know the players don't want that. So I have a, I have a good feeling that maybe they'll even hammer out this international draft details uh during this cba of course that most likely wouldn't start to like 2024 season anyway but i think they they have to work out an agreement this year um so yeah i think all this could be yeah really- and and that's oh, right greg i didn't mean to cut you off yeah, no, no, I was was say it, 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 it's exciting that that you know i think that in years past uh, especially for those of us that were you know around in the 90s and, and part of the <laughs> That, that fan base that was so disappointed in 1994 uh, when the strike cost us the World Series. I, I think that both sides were pragmatic enough to understand that, yes, either way, if you miss games, it's going to cost the sport a lot of money and fans. And But I was excited to see that they were able to say, all right, we still have these outstanding issues, but we're going to we're gonna find a way to actually play the games and still work on those issues. And, you know, I, I wasn't expecting that. That was one thing that was really exciting because, like you said, the the – the fact is, is that there's still some significant disagreements about the international draft. I, I do happen to think that it was an ongoing discussion that was happening, you know, for longer, but I'm glad that that didn't table the entire, you know, set of momentum that had built up to getting an agreement in place that covered at least enough of the groundwork that would allow the season to start on time. That's, that's what was, you know, a, a pretty optimistic takeaway for me. And the other thing too, is, is that I think that more, um, fan and this is going to sound kind of weird given the fact of how frustrated we all were uh, in the past few months but i think that the fan engagement on this round of talks was greater than at any other time in baseball history simply because of social media and uh, i i do think that that actually played a role in the owners um will, wanting to continue to negotiate and into the players accepting the deal finally at the end of the day i i, I actually believe that there were enough ways for fans to express their opinions on the CBA um, than at any point ever in the history of the, 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 in the labor history, I should say of the sport. So I do think that this was kind of an exciting thing for the fans to, to almost play a role in creating this uh, momentum for a deal. Yeah, it would have been nice, especially um, I guess if Twitter or something like that would have been around in the nineties, maybe we could have avoided that strike and made the playoffs and made a run. You never know. Right. I mean, what you saw, like, in, in it was almost in real time. You saw a lot of, like, the players' reps, especially, who were interacting with fans on Twitter after, uh, you know, a day of labor negotiations. Max Scherzer had to put out a tweet talking about why he's opposed to uh, certain aspects of what the owners had proposed in one of the rounds uh, during the initial discussions in Jupiter, Florida. It was, 
it was really interesting to watch in real time uh, because the players were reacting and the fans were interacting with them. And you could see that this was actually, you know, kind of a dialogue that was taking place. I'm not saying it's the end all be all. Obviously, core economic issues are going to be what, what sways this at the end of the day. But I am saying that there was um, definitely a voice that was heard in this CBA negotiation that wasn't heard in others historically. Yeah, those are very interesting points. And um, yeah, I, I think that everyone is just really fired up for, for, for the baseball to be back. And I think that the, the thing that just puts a smile on my face is that not only is baseball back, but it's back like almost immediately, like within a couple of days of this agreement, they're hitting the fields down in Florida and Arizona for spring training. And obviously it'll be an abbreviated spring training, but there'll be games already within a week starting up down there. And, and they're, you know, the actual opening day is only then a few weeks away. Uh, less than a month away here um, for major league baseball to kick off. So I think, I think overall, you just, you know, this is more than what we could really hope for. And it, it was getting really, really hairy there for, it really felt like we were going to lose Vince here for, and he was going to give up baseball for at least a season, if not forever. And <laughs> no, 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 no. Giving up major <laughs> league baseball. I, I would have definitely yeah. been at minor league games or college games just for the record. No, exactly. And even there's parts of, because of how this played out, there's still parts of it that I, even I'm I'm not going to renew my MLB TV subscription. And even that, there was like some kind of special on tickets for opening the new opening day at Miller at uh, Amfam Field. And I was like, no, I'm not even I'm not supporting that. So what? I, so anyway, I mean, there's just certain things. Greg, I was going to. I'd rather spend Greg, a little Greg. bit more of my baseball funds this year on minor minor league baseball or even you know some local independent leagues like. Uh, Milwaukee Milkman or something like that. Like, I, I just don't think because of how this is kind of played out that they, they, there should be some repercussions for it. But anyway, um, Greg, I was about Greg, I was about to make an announcement though, on the show that um, my brother texted me and he actually got opening day tickets, uh, an opening day ticket for Lena and I to come up. So, Oh, nice. Um, yeah. I was going to invite you to our tailgate party at least. Um, I, I don't know if you're boycotting opening day, but just wanted to tell you. I'm sure Scott will fly up too. Well, no, I don't have tickets, so oh crap! <laughs> I'll be there for sure. So, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, he got bored. He invited one of his other buddies too. So, um, but we'll we'll figure that out. But anyways, I, I will. Be if I can get a ticket off StubHub uh, for like a buck, a couple hours for for kickoff, I'll probably do that. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, sounds good well you're welcome to join us in the parking lot either way and scotty you'll be out there manning the grill i'm sure awesome uh, not, but yeah <laughs> all right well uh obviously the is there i guess the next question is is there some unfinished business with the brewers off season uh if fans remember way back when uh which was just before december 1st of 2020 uh or i'm sorry of 2021 i should say uh, let's not go that far back 2021 where the, the Brewers made uh, kind of like a very last minute move before the lockout actually went in effect. And um, they acquired Hunter Renfro gave up uh, well, Jackie Bradley jr. Which is no loss, but a, a couple of pro- pretty nice prospects. Um, and I, and I yeah. think that move kind of shored up portion of the middle of their lineup. And um, do you guys think that we're, we're done in the off season or do you think that, We'll be lying in the weeds, possibly pouncing on any of these remaining free agents that maybe their their price comes down, or or even maybe make a trade or something like that um, for a, a player that loses playing time because of a signing of a free agent or something like that. 
Um, I guess, what are your thoughts? How much more will the Milwaukee Brewers really do to shore up their roster here heading into the 2022 season? I mean, to me, the Renfro transaction was, was fine, but it replaced uh, Avi Garcia leaving for the Marlins. I think as we probably talked about on one of our last podcasts, but um, I, I don't know that it moves the needle. And I, I think that we still need some offense. I, I think that that was our biggest, you know, it was obviously our biggest problem uh, throughout the year last year. We had such outstanding uh, starting pitching, such outstanding pitching out of the bullpen. Um, but, you know, it was our offense that struggled at times and, you know, again, Garcia had his flaws, but I, he, he certainly provided a consistent power threat from the middle of the lineup. And again, Renfro to me just balances that out. He doesn't, you know, and kind of makes up for losing him. He doesn't, he doesn't add anything yet on the plus side. So I still think we have to go out and get at least, you know, one more big bat. And I would be surprised if we didn't do something else in the bullpen yet as well. Um, I know we've got some excess uh, in the starting rotation. We could probably, you know, put a guy like, Oh, I don't know where Ashby's going to fit in or somebody like that. But, um, you know, Brad Boxberger is a free agent. He played a huge role for the Brewers in the bullpen last year. We haven't, we haven't really filled that uh, need yet either. So I, I definitely think that we're going to either um, pick up another bullpen arm or re-sign Boxberger. Um, Hunter Strickland is a free agent as well. He played a pretty big role for us. So we're, we're certainly going to have to kind of fill that need. And I still think we need a big bat. Hopefully Matt Olson. I'm sure that that's what we're working on. It would be nice if um, we went out and actually like traded for an all-star and brought them into the batting line, uh, into the batting lineup and be able to, you know, have brought them out all the time and, and improve the team. But um, that's kind of more of a Cardinal thing. It seems like the last few years, I'm really hoping that we can um, have a better off season than them. Um, uh, but, you know, we'll see. I would really, I would really, we have to improve the offense. I mean, I get it. Some of these guys might be a little bit better, but like, no, I don't, I don't even think that Renfro is going to be able to put up the numbers that Garcia did last year, but hopefully I'm wrong, but um, no, it's going to be interesting. I definitely think that we're going to have, in addition to all the things that Vince just listed, we're also going to sign about a half a dozen guys that have options that um, we're just going to throw them all against the wall and, you know, shuttle them back and forth between the majors and AAA and, see what happens. That's definitely a stern thing. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I, I think I saw somewhere that the projections had us at like winning 97 games this year. I'm like, wow, that's incredible. Like put us right up there with the best, you know, teams we've ever had in their history. And I, I just, I don't see how that's going to happen with this offense, but um, we'll see, you know, we said the same thing last year going into the year and then, um, you know, it, it didn't work and we traded for Adonis in May. So at least, you know, we made a move and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And, and I guess the one thing that, um, we should mention to our fans, I'm sure they're already aware it is a hundred percent official. Now the NL has adopted the designated hitter. And so that's a whole nother offensive spot that has just been added that the Brewers of course not have previously and and so that's another area where you can really get some more offensive production now unfortunately all of our nl rivals will be getting more offensive production off of that spot as well and a lot of them have more offensive depth than we had to fill that so i I feel like we need to do even more then so i I really feel like we need to sign 
or trade for one more big bag. Cause like Vince said, I agree with him. Run for run for is really only replacing uh, Avi Garcia's middle order kind of power production. And there's similar players. And I really don't think Renfro has much more upside than Garcia did. So I really feel like we really need to make a bigger move. And I know we've already talked about with this amazing starting pitching that the Brewers have, which just is so foreign to us as a franchise of the last 50 years, where for the most part, um, I really feel like we need to take advantage of that by, by not wasting our offense on, you know, similar guy and not to throw guys from last couple of offseasons on their bus, but like we really can't afford to have like Ryan Healy's like, you know, platooning or doing whatever. I mean, we really need to have quality bats in the lineup. Um, and unfortunately some of the moves that Stearns has already made this particular offseason before the lockout reminded me a little bit of that same bargain bin type stuff. I mean, no offense to like Mike Brasile, but I mean, he kills left-handers and can play some first and third, which we, we, you know, need some depth there, but really, I mean, we need to have a little bit better quality. Uh, and, and I think there's some quality free agents out there. I don't know how much their prices will drop, but I, I really feel like we need to decide. And, and so I guess the top four free agents that I would say make the most sense for the Brewers, and we can discuss this a little bit whether or not you guys agree if there's someone else. But um, I really feel like Anthony Rizzo would be a great addition. I feel Jorge Soler would be a great addition. Uh, another former Brave outfielder, uh, Eddie Rosario, uh, would be a nice addition. Yep. Um, and, of course, former Brewer, actually, and – um, Nelson Cruz, um, I, I think would be a nice bat, and not only that, but one. Would Craig, be- do you, Craig, do you remember when you uh, when you threw stuff around a hotel room in Nashville when we traded Cruz to the Rangers? Did you like flip over chairs and stuff? I do remember being a little bit angry, but I mean, I've worked on my anger yeah. management since then. But that was kind of at the peak time when, I mean, the Brewers did do very stupid things back then. It was hard not to get really upset and frustrated. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> that that was that was, not, that was not a fun day so i mean the bottom line is in fact we were lying i think we were supposed to we were in like nashville i think we were supposed to interview crews that day uh or something like that and it didn't work out but anyway um <laughs> declined the interview with kevin Mench, but i mean he hadn't arrived yet so whatever but um <laughs> oh, the bottom line the bottom line is nelson cruz i mean he's getting up there in age but his production really hasn't declined he seems like he'd be a perfect fit for our DH spot. And, and not only that, but he'd be someone that doesn't really require a long contract. I think you could easily get him probably on a one-year deal. So for a team that's oh, yeah. built, built, I mean, he seems like he'd be a really good fit. However, he's almost like my backup, backup plan. But I think I mentioned to you guys in the text, the Brewers usually seem, Peterson. They, the Brewers usually seem to make a move uh, that usually I don't like. So I'm fully – trying to like brace myself for us to sign someone like Jack Peterson or something terrible like that. Um, Cause that just seems to be something that we do, but I'm trying, I'm trying to be hopeful that maybe we can land one of these key free agents. So is there any, yeah, maybe, maybe then the Cardinals will go get uh, Olsen to back up Goldschmidt, um, you know, oh, it'll be something like that. And we can get Jack Peterson, but um, yeah, I, but guys, I, here's the thing with, with the DH slot and kind of what the Brewers are thinking. And, um, I know, Scott, you're going to be down on at spring training with our press passes and all, but and you can ask uh, David Stearns, but I, I think that... Oh, no, the Brewers tonight are if, press passes. Oh, okay. Um, if I... <laughs> right. 
if I had if I had to guess though, I, I would think that we're almost looking to slide Keston Hira into the DH slot. I mean, what do y'all think about Keston's role on the twenty twenty two team? Obviously he had his struggles last year but I, I don't think that we're just gonna put him back, you know, in the infield necessarily with Colton Wong manning second base. Um it didn't seem like he was well suited to play first base. So I'm wondering what you think about Hira. I think that's where he's going to wind up um, getting some at bats, but um, as far as how many, it's going to depend on which Keston here will be seen next year so, or next yeah. month. But um, yep. yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And actually, now that I think about it, you know what? Okay. So now you're talking about half the league is going to, or, or all of DNL is basically going to be potentially looking for another DH um, you know, I mean, some of them obviously have something, you know, in the farm system that they can bring up, or they just have a really deep bench and they can give more people at bats. But yeah, with so many teams bidding on free agents now, I think that's actually going to make it so that we're even less likely to go after like a big name free agent because I just think it's gonna. Um, I, I think there's too many bidders. Yeah, 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 the prices for sure. And so, uh, don't be surprised if like you know we re-sign Vogelbach and we have a. Vogelbach here a DH or something like that. Like honestly, that's that's where we should probably, um, you know, set our expectations because I think that's more likely than not. Well, I mean, there's always <laughs> yeah, so I many roster agree. spots. I, no, that I, we, I tend to agree. Can, I tend to yeah. agree. I, I just think that Stern, that's kind of his mo. I don't think he's going to spend a bunch of money on a DH. Um, you know, I could see him. I could see him being more likely to to trade for a guy. And again, I keep saying his name because. I'm hopeful, but I don't, I'm not actually expecting it, but a guy like Matt Olson, who, you know, I, I think that then that's a guy who can play first base most of the time. You can also slot in at DH when he needs a day off and, um, you know, Rowdy Tellez can still play first base. So I, I don't know, but I, I, I would say that it's more likely that we're going to go make a trade than it is to, to maybe sign a big name, at least as a free agent. Yeah. And it's to kind of disappoint. I agree with you guys, unfortunately, uh, just because even those four names I mentioned, I feel like we should be able to afford one of them, but they'll probably be just out of our reach, so to speak. And so, unfortunately, I, I, to back to Vince's point, um, I think Kesson Hira will be earmarked with some DH at bats. I think the Brewers ultimately, if they can envision who would be our DH in 2023, it'd be a fully recharged and reinvigorated. Uh, Kesson Hira, who used 2022 to prove himself to be once again a quality major league bat. But going into this year, what we've seen from him last year in particular, but even in 2020, was just borderline horrific. I mean, to be quite honest. So I don't think he's he's earned even one major league at bats going into this year. I, I mean, I kid you not. Like. He, I- be a major leaguer yeah. at bats like he did last year. So if, if he comes into spring training and shows that same, that same basically lack of uh, plate discipline on top of everything else, like I, I just think there's just no way that you can consider him an option, but I, I, I am personally hopeful that he's made some adjustments this off season and that, Last year was a complete anomaly, and he'll figure it back out because I do think he's young enough that he still has plenty of potential. But then again, I do think the kind of ship has sailed, uh, and the the image of the Kesson here I thought that we were going to get like two years ago, <laughs> um, 
I don't think that he'll ever be that qual. I thought he was going to be like a borderline all-star player. Uh, and I just don't feel that way anymore. I think if he can become a reg uh, and uh, you know, an everyday regular, that, that it'd be a great accomplishment at this point. So I guess we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. And he's still an all-star or something like that, but Craig, I, I, I disagree a little bit with you because I think that Kesson has proven with his track record as a, as a high school hitter, a college hitter and through the minor league, he can hit. And I, I think that he was on a great trajectory in 2019. I think in 2020, um, was an aberration for a lot of guys because of the weird COVID year. I mean, it was, you know, 60 games. And I think he had an injury that made him miss a chunk of that. And he, he wasn't like God awful, you know, it was just, you know, he, he had a down year and, you know, last year, a couple of things happened. The Brewers switched him to a new position at the beginning of the year. I, I don't know how, how many young players are going to easily adapt to that. And, you know, I think just on a personal note, it's worth remembering that his mom was diagnosed with, I think, stage four cancer, and um, I, I believe that she's since recovered. But I, I think that just given his track record, I think that we can afford to cut him a little bit uh, of black with his age and his, uh, and again, with his past performance at, at other levels. I, I think that, you know, it, he at least deserves to have a look. And I'm not saying he's going to be an all-star this year, but I am saying that, you know, if you would have said, and I think we all did say at the time, if you would have, if you would have said Corbin Burns, um, you know, should should be analyzed just on the numbers that he put up his first, you know, two years in the big leagues, um, you know, we'd probably be kicking ourselves for releasing him, uh, the Young Award winner uh, today. So I, I just think we should, you know, stick with Keston a little bit longer. Well, no, I yeah, well, totally agree with that. But go ahead, Scott. No, I guess for me anyway, um, Keston here is going to have to play his way back in the lineup. And by play his way, in, I mean he's going to have to hit because it's not going to happen with the gloves. But um, having said that, uh, I don't want him to, you know, well, let's, you know, let's let him DH or platoon him or whatever and give him some at-bats in the big league level. Like, I actually think that he's going to have to prove himself a little bit in spring training and maybe even a little bit in, in AAA before – he earns those at-bats back because, um, frankly, I just don't – I can't have 200 at-bats going to another sub-200 hitter. Like, we're, yeah, we're yep. going to be a contender. We don't have time to F around. So, yeah, <laughs> we're going no, to have to do something. I do agree with that, Scotty. I, I agree with that, too. All I'm saying is, is, like, let's not count him out of being in that mix, I guess, is – it's kind of yeah, no, I, I think he will be in the mix. I think that is in their organizational plans. I think they believe in him. It's just that if, if you're a Brewer fan and watch most of Kesson Heroes major league at bats last year, it, it just did not pass. Oh, yeah. Pass. He, it was just, yeah, it was, yeah, it didn't get much. I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you guys this though. Uh, the one time that he gave me a little bit of hope was, it was kind of weird, but um, if y'all remember when I was at that series in St. Louis and the Brewers, mysteriously called him up it was like an hour before game time when they made the announcement and then yeah. he was in the starting lineup and and lena and i were there we were um happened to be in st louis for the series on our way back to texas and they were uh you know i, I actually had a chance to talk to Kesson that morning on the way into the stadium and um he seemed pretty upbeat and we, he uh he looked great that game and he had a couple really hard hit line drives i think he took a walk i think he got a base hit and it looked like the Keston of old. And again, that was just a random, you know, one or two game, very, very, very small kind of meaningless sample size. Um, but I will say that it passed the eye test, even for just that short little snippet. And it almost seemed like he had figured something out by all that time in AAA last year. But 
uh, again, way too soon to tell. Nothing, nothing should be taken uh, out of context with that series. But I, I, there are there are still, you know, some positive signs. I think with Kesson, he's you know a guy who's certainly going to put his, his work in. It sounds like, um, you know, to to improve. And anyways, my whole point was just that he should not be just discounted. I think that you know certainly with this new uh, DH in the National League, I think that he could be counted on to at least get a few at bats at that position and and hopefully you know be much more like the testament of 2019. I'm yeah, really sorry. hoping that um, he kind of takes the path of like um, it kind of to me anyway. It, it kind of makes me think of like um, Gene Segura's last year with the Brewers. Like he he had some really rough times. He had some you know obviously he was battling with um, you know his um, well I don't even want to say I I didn't want to bring it up but I wanted to be like oh well his off field issues but that sounds like you know he did something horrible but. No, like he, I mean, his, you know, his kid died, like Jesus, but, um, right. That's what it was. Right. I think. Yeah, no, it was, it was awful. Okay. And then he got, you know, then he gets smacked in the head with a bat uh, from Braun and, and then it was like, oh man, this guy's had a rough go all of a sudden. And, uh, you know, he had a really horrible year with us and, you know, we kind of lose. He's still in the league. Like, and he's still been a very, you know, he hasn't been like an amazing player, but he's been a very consistent, productive hitter. And I, I think that, um, that's, that's kind of what we're looking at and, and hoping that Hira can become, and we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I mean, I don't think we're going to write him off, but he's going to have to, you know, he's going to have to prove himself again. Yeah, that's a good analogy, Scott. And I hope you're absolutely right on that. Cause I still see Kessman having a long major league career. I, I just have, uh, I guess, tempered my expectations on the high end of what he could become. And he maybe still could reach that ceiling, so to speak, but I think that his floor, so to speak, is that he just can't hit major league baseball, period, and he could be out of baseball within a year. I mean, I think it's really it's that that big of a uh, a difference between floor and ceiling now, and I never envisioned that with him. So we'll see. I, I hope that hope that we're right, and and it very well could be the case that that's what the Brewers are thinking too, and therefore, if they even don't start him, you know, right off the bat at the major league level, they want to get some at bats at AAA, like you're mentioning, Scott, which I agree with we do have other options for DH, including like uh, Tyrone Taylor, um, you know, so uh, who I think has earned some at bats as well with his play last year. So I think that we could be fine with what we have. I just don't think that we should settle for what we have going into the season. But again, we've seen in past years, especially last year that the Stearns and company are, are, are not uh, afraid to make tweaks, to improve the ball club throughout the season not just before the season starts, not just before the trade deadline, but kind of throughout the season. And so it may be one of those, the same philosophy that we may just start with, the, especially with the short spring training, that we might just start April with kind of what we've got. I, I hope I'm wrong though. And I hope that we, we, we will kind of put the money for one of these free agents, if indeed uh, it's within our budget. So we'll, we shall see. Um, so I guess- Well, we probably have to point hey, out- hey. Go ahead, Scotty. Sorry, really quick. I was just going to say, we probably have to point out too, that like, not only that, but like we have multiple new hitting coaches. So hopefully one of them is going to be able to work with him. Um, you know, and that <laughs> yeah. Hopefully turn it around. So um, let's not, you know, forget to mention that too. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And one other thing too, that um, has come out of the latest CBA talks and has not been determined yet somehow is the number of guys on the active roster um, in the month of April. So they're, 
there has not been a, a set uh, set number yet, apparently, and GMs are going to make a decision about that collectively within the next few weeks uh, before opening day. My guess is it'll be 26, like it like it has been uh, recently, or or that was at least for 2020 season, I believe. Or, or was it 20? 20- well, that's the that's the minimum. 26 is what the union and and Major League Baseball have agreed to, but it could go as high as I think 20. 20- eight or 29 I, my guess is it ends up being like 27 28 we'll see i mean it's interesting because i think yeah that'll be interesting how that plays out and again if i think that the higher that number is the more likely the brewers are going to do some type of platoon situation because i think that they honestly i honestly don't anticipate there being a game at least for the first couple months of 2022 where we're facing a left-handed starter that Mike Brassau is not in a lineup in some fashion, <laughs> because I really think <laughs> that, that that's what their plan is. They, they know he matches lefties and they're going to have him in their first third or DH um, for every, t- every time we face a lefty. So that means someone else is not getting at bats. So I, I, again, the more the guys were able to put on their roster and the, the hitting bench, I think the more platoon type, you know, roles we may see out of first third, and 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 uh, DH so to speak, um, but I think Keston will be in that mix, and I'm excited for the 2022 season because I I think he still is a big part of the, our future, but uh, hopefully. Um, so one other thing about yeah. the the CBA um, that uh, before we get into our we got a special rapid nine coming up actually, but uh, before before that, uh, real quickly, uh, one of the kind of interesting tidbits that came out of the CBA agreement today that we were reading about i know is that starting not this season but starting next year somehow that every team is going to play at least one series against all 29 other teams in baseball um which are going to have some serious ramifications and cut down on the number of series of course that we have against uh division rivals i mean really cut down on it probably in less than like half the amount that we used to be. So I guess, what are your all, what's your overall take on, on that particular wrinkle that'll be happening starting next season? Well, I think that one of the biggest things that, you know, baseball has had an issue with in the past 10, 15 years is kind of marketing the game as a whole. I mean, you get these, you know, kind of regional uh, dynamics that go on, but, you know, my brother and I were talking about this and, I happen to have seen him play, but like he's never seen Mike Trout play before. And that is something that, you know, he as a diehard baseball fan would really like to do, but he hasn't had time to, you know, go to Anaheim or go to Seattle or go to, you know, Houston or whatever, because he, he you know, just doesn't have time for that. But um, now with Mike Trout coming to Milwaukee once a year or every other year, that's exciting for him as a baseball fan. And I, I can appreciate that. So from that perspective, it's good. I do think that it was getting a little bit, uh, repetitive some of these interdivisional uh, matchups I mean we had five series every single season against the Pirates and then five against the Cardinals and five against the Cubs and five against the Reds so it really does take up a huge chunk of your your schedule it seems like we're playing a lot of games uh, against those teams so I guess from that perspective it's, it's good I think it'll be good to kind of freshen it up a little bit um, as well so yeah I, I'm not I'm not opposed I do find it to be kind of interesting it seems like it is another step towards the, you know, kind of complete erasure of the differences between the American League and the National League, I guess, at this point. So not sure um, overall if that's a good thing or not, but I guess I'll look at the positives and a couple of other things I mentioned. Yeah, I mean, personally, um, 
as a baseball fan, I like it. As a Brewers fan, I don't like it. Um, as a baseball fan, for exactly the reasons you already mentioned, like, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it, it was disappointing when, like, um, I don't know. I, I wanted to see um, Ichiro at Miller Park. And it was like, you had to wait forever. And then, you know, and be like, oh, okay, well, hopefully we'll see you again in, like, five years. But right. um, so something like that isn't going to happen anymore for the most part. So that's, that is definitely a good thing, I think. But um, the things that I'm worried about are, one, as I guess as a Brewers fan, um, you're, you're going to miss out on like, um, you know, Cardinals and Cubs fans travel well. And, you know, that's missing revenue. I mean, unless like, I guess, if that other road team is going to travel just as well, which is probably unlikely. Um, You know, I mean, it's nice that we'll get like some of the bigger um, East and West coast, like AL teams and stuff like over here. Uh, That'll be kind of cool. But um, I don't know. I think the part I'm a little worried about is it's going to potentially dilute some of those border wars a little bit. Um, Or I think divisional rivalries would be just fine. You don't necessarily have to play a team, you know, 20 times a year to be able to have a rivalry. Like, they're already in your division. Like, there's a rivalry. Um, but I guess the only other part I'm a little worried about is it's going to potentially, like, kind of dilute. I don't know. How, do I, how am I going to word this? Um, you know, come back to me. I'm just going to finish that thought. I, I, th- I think the point you're trying to make, Scott, is that the 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 NL, or I mean, yeah, well, the Central, you know, has some weaker teams in it, like, you know, the Pirates, Reds, and now the Cubs or whatever. And I think with the Brewers not being able to play, like, you know, was it, it nine to 12 games each against those teams every, every year? Instead, now they'll be playing three to six uh, or something like that against those teams each year, then I think that they are, will be a little bit of disadvantage in the wild card race, so to speak, or even. No, man, it's like, it's like 15 to 20 games though. Right now. I mean, you play, you play at least two home series two away series. And then there's another series that, that flips back and forth each year between home and away for interdivisional uh, rivals. It does. I so, do agree that it seems like too much, but let's just do the math here for a second. 29 teams and you're, you're going to play each one of those every year. That's at least three games uh, against those teams, most likely. So three times 29 is 100. Uh, or wait, yeah. I think they're going to wind up doing it well, every other year, I, I think. It's an but 80, but, yeah, but it, it does. 87, it, it, yeah. If, you're, if every team is doing that, that does equal out then, right? I mean, so for the most part, because you're still going to play the Pirates home and away for sure. You're still going to yeah. play the Cardinals home and away. And, but you're also going to play the Orioles and you're also going to play Kansas City. You know, you're going to play other teams that are also having down your and, and of course that changes too. I mean, yes, the Pirates have been bad for, you know, a long time, but, um, you know, you could look at most franchises and say that at some point in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years, they've had, you know, good teams. I mean, you, you so certainly that does change and you're going to find um, that some years it's going to be beneficial to play Pittsburgh and other years, Maybe Pittsburgh is good, and you don't want to play them as many times. And instead, you'd rather play. <laughs> oh, well, sorry. okay, bad example, but you know, but but you'd rather, but but seriously, but you'd rather play like San Diego Just or something kidding, like that. Changes. Yeah, but like San Diego was a pushover for, you know, how many years? Eight, like nine of the last 
10 years until last season, they became, you know, good again. And so I, I find that the, it, it does fluctuate a bit, even the Brewers. I mean, we were not a good franchise for, <laughs> for uh, some of our years in the past, and now we are. So I, I think that that's going to be something that, you know, kind of evens itself out a little bit. No, and, and now the Brewers were always great. The Brewers were always a great team. It just so happens that, you know, some years, maybe 30, you know, 25 teams were better than us. That's all. Yeah, well, sometimes you start a little <laughs> slow. <laughs> and and I, I, I like Vince's point that everyone's going to, like, uh, you know, all the kids from all the cities will get to see all their favorite players. You know, I have to wait five years to see Mike Trout or whatever. And all those little kids, those eight-year-old little boys in, uh, in, I guess, Los Angeles and New York won't have to wait so long to see superstars like Carbon Burns and, you know, Christian Yelich. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah. Well, for real, there are a lot of teams that would love to do that. Do you, I mean, and you guys remember what it, it was. It was cool when, because uh, I, I just know this because we were all there, but um, when the Yankees came into Miller Park and we got to see A-Rod, it is, what was it, 400th career home run? And, Randy Johnson pitch a game. It, to me, that was really cool. Just as a baseball fan, I, I really did enjoy that. Yeah, you got to interview Joe Torre on our show, and I did. we I did. half interviewed, half interviewed Hideki Matsui. That was a full interview. I mean, I I know that the Japanese media still talks about uh, Chad's appearance in the media scrum from from Tokyo and Osaka, but I I thought that it was excellent. I was just I don't know I. I can't remember who um, he said his favorite host was, but um, uh, I think he said it was you. You liked your hair. I think he said, um, yeah. Oh. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure at least that's, that's what I, I think remember. Vince was, was his favorite host. I think. Oh, it could have been, it could have been me, but yeah, um, I know. I'm sure that Hideki loves Scott. And uh, I think that Hideki still talks to our anonymous source, Tom Carter uh, at times. So we can ask him. Ask Tom. If you guys remember that interview, and you would, you honestly, you'll have to dig to find it because I think it's pretty well hidden now. But um, I think it's possible that the reason why he didn't pick me as his favorite host is because I think that some of it, some of Chad's questions may have gotten a little bit lost in translation. Um, oh yeah. But it, it's hard to say. But I think um, I think if people saw the interview, they would probably agree. Uh, yeah. No, I agree, Chad. And, and offhand, I just want to tie up the loose end here. But, do you guys know how to say anonymous source in Japanese, or did we translate that out? I can't remember. Uh, I think it's um, or how do you say the Tom Carter? Tom Carter's T, son. T, T Carter source. T, T Carter son. It's either Hideki Mas or Kampai. I think it's T T T C Tom C T Tom C or T Carter son or yeah something like that. I feel yeah, like we're, we're about 15 seconds away from getting canceled for like cultural misappropriation or something. <laughs> we're well beyond that. No. Uh, so, so one other, one other they'll part get us of for this... They'll get us for copyright issues on the music way before that. <laughs> I, I guess I was really excited to learn with this final CBA agreement for just pertaining to this season that they would play the 162 games. And even though they've canceled the whole first week, um, Obviously, they did that because there would be a battle whether or not the players would want to get paid in full anyway. So the, the owners are like, well, let's just make them play the full season. And I really like that they did that. What, what it's going to mean is there's going to be some, uh, you know, 
to make up those the week of missed games. There will be some double headers, um, most likely even at Amfam Field or whatever this year. And I guess I should point out that the seven inning double headers are now history. They will be now. Thank God. Headers, which is pretty awesome. And so in honor of that, we're our rapid nine for today is going to be a rapid nine double header with nine full innings or, uh, for each of the double headers. So that's like 18 questions we got coming up, Scott. Now we only have like five or mm-hmm. six minutes left in this podcast. So you have to kind of do this kind of rapid. But, but we're going to go over. Scott, and remember, rapid nine doesn't mean much for you. You take your time and don't, don't worry about that. So take your time and explain your answers. And yeah, it's just like with baseball, we want to stick around longer. So um, unless you're the commissioner who wants to cut down on the amount of baseball uh, somehow. But um, no, take your time and really extrapolate your answers and make sure that we understand. So well, you, most of the time, guys have given I like me... to tell a story and give you guys a background on how I got to the answer that I did. But in this particular doubleheader rapid nine, um, I have next to no knowledge in it. And so um, it's, it's more going to be not me explaining like all these great factors that I weighed to come to the answer that I did. It's just going to be me just pulling out and like an answer and just being like, I don't know that. So it might take me longer to think of it though, but I'll probably only say a word or two. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to, I guess the CBA has given me uh, permission to just implement whatever rules I want at any time. So I'm going to have to implement a pitch clock. Uh, and a robo um to this uh, this particular rapid nine. So what it is, uh, we're gonna go over like the top eighteen free agents left out there to not to sign here as of the CBA agreement. Um, and, and so just go ahead and we'll go around the horn and just guess what team you feel that they're gonna sign this. So um, let's get it started. Top of first inning. Um, Scott, start us off. Um, Freddie Freeman. Which team would you guess he's going to sign with? Um, I know I've heard a lot of rumblings, but um, I think he's going to go back to the Braves. Yeah, Vince? Yep, same, same Braves. I think that he's using the Dodgers as uh, the way to make the Braves kind of kind of wake up a little bit in the negotiations. All right, I guess I'll be different. Go with the Dodgers. Uh, all right, second free agent, second inning, shortstop Carlos Correa. Ooh, mm. Yankees, Yankees. Oh wait, Scotty, are yeah, you, Vince, you go, first. go first on all these? Yeah, no, no, you leave all it right. off, Vince. We'll switch it up. Okay, Yankees. Much to the um, uh, much to the chagrin of my my uh, Astros loving. <laughs> yeah, so as long as... Um, I'll say um, Tigers. <laughs> I'll, I'll say Astros just for Lena. Um, all right, third inning. I'll start <laughs> off to get this one off. Left-handed pitcher Carlos Rodon. Uh, I'm gonna go with Brewers. I really feel like we could use an arm like that. Scott. Um, oh, uh, see, 
Wait, I don't remember who he. Uh, okay. Uh, <laughs> Giants. Ah, uh, you took my guess. Um, I'm bound to get one of these, right? <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll we'll just yeah. Who knows? Big wild card. All right. Well, moving on to the. Wait a second. I guess someone, one of your interns is uh, trying to flag me down here. I guess Carlos Unknown has signed a two-year contract. This is breaking news with the San Francisco Giants. Two years, <laughs> four million. So I guess you guys both got that right. Dang it. I was really hoping for Brewer. Good job. Good job, Scott. Your intern was on it. All right. Yeah. Fourth, yeah, fourth inning, shortstop, Trevor Story. Ooh. Um, I'm gonna say Cubs. No. Yeah. You can pick someone else. You don't have to shoot down Vince's answer. Fine. Um, Cardinal. <laughs> oh. I'll say the. I'll say the Yankees. All right, fifth inning, uh, third base slash off field, Chris Bryant. Scott, lead us off. Hmm. Um, let's see. I don't know. Chris Bryant. He could, I mean, outfielders could go just about anywhere. And so you kind of just have to follow the money at that point. I don't know. Um, uh, I don't know. Matt. Vince. The Mets is not a bad guess at all. Um, I'm going to actually guess he stays in San Francisco. Okay. I'll go with the Seattle Mariners. I think they could use a third baseman since Kyle Seeger uh, retired. And I feel like they're an up. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Yeah. Craig, Craig it. yeah. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to upgrade my guess, though. I'm going to say the Phillies. Okay. That's a good guess. And go play with his buddy from Las Vegas, uh, Bryce Harper. Yeah. That's why I said that. Let me do. Let's see. Are we up to six inning now? I'll leave this one off. Clayton Kershaw. Oh, that's another nice lefty. I think the Brewers could really use that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna predict a wild card here, but I think he's gonna sign with the Brewers. (laughs) I don't know. What are we gonna do? A seven man rotation? (laughs) I guess. Well, we could trade a couple people and bring in a bat then. Um, Stearns always likes to bring in guys better than that we don't need. Yeah, you think I think better than Lauer? Back, I think you go back to the Dodgers, and the Dodgers actually could do a seven rotation. Uh, seven man rotation still be good. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely the Dodgers. Oh wait, wow, these are interns you have are annoying, Scott. Then the, now they're flagging me down saying that Clayton Kershaw. Is actually just new more breaking news. He just did resign with the Dodgers, one year, seventeen million. What a deal! Wow, the the point up for that. Oh well, can't all be winners. Um, all right, next the seventh inning, outfielder Nick Castellanos. Hmm. Vince, you want to lead off? Yeah. Um. Hype dream to think about him coming to the Brewers, right? Like that's not very likely. Well, that would be that would be, be a definitely I, get. I, 
I would love it. Uh, what the heck? Let's say the Brewers. Let's think a little optimistically. Why not? Uh, we'll say the Brewers, and he'll complete at least another team in the NL Central after having played with the Cubs and the Reds. Scott? Um, Yankees. <laughs> I mean, he, he might. No, you're just going to say Yankees for everyone, so you get a couple right? I should just say Yankees for every one of them. I'll probably get four right. <laughs> I'll, go, I'll go completely out of left field here and just say the Arizona Diamondbacks. Who shouldn't be interesting? Who shouldn't be spending that much money, but whatever. All right. Uh, interesting. Eighth inning. Oh, here we go. Zach Greinke. Scott? Um, Houston. No, Scott, did you see those comments he made about Houston uh, last week? Nope. He did not make many friends here. I thought that we were, we discussed this in our pre-production meeting. Oh, um, in that case, uh, he'll stay in Texas, Rangers. <laughs> I don't think he likes the rodeo, Scott. Rangers could use um, him. Um, Rangers could use a couple of them. I'll say the Angels. He did pitch for the Angels in the past. I'll just go again, just tell random. I'll go Twins because they need rotation help. All right, ninth inning. Um, again, we're playing doubleheader here. Ninth inning, doubleheader. Um, Kyle Schwarber, outfielder. Um, I've traded him. I think he wouldn't mind coming back, but I don't necessarily think they will pay him to come back. Um, Mariners. <laughs> Vince? Uh, the Phillies. Okay. I'm a- I haven't guessed the Phillies yet, and they're always good for at least one stupid signing. I'm going to go with the Rockies. Yep. I, I think the Reds, the Red Sox fans really loved him, but I think he's going to go with the Rockies. All right, 10th inning, uh, another similar left handed hitting outfielder with power, Michael Conforto. Mm. Vince, you want to lead off? Rockies. Oh, man. I'm going to say Rockies. Now I got to switch to a new one. But you can also can... say you can say Rocky Scott. It's fine. Fine. I'll say Rocky. I'll say Marlins. All right. I'll lead off the eleventh inning. All right. This will be international signing. Supposedly still coming over from Japan. CS Suzuki. I'll go with the San Francisco Giants on this one. Hmm. Um. I mean, wait, wait. He's coming from overseas? Yeah. Yep, Scott. Mariners. <laughs> Good guess. <laughs> that That's why guess. I stayed on the West I'm going to go with the Mariners as well. I'm going to go with the Mariners too. Good guess. Um. All right. Uh, 12th inning. All right, here we go. DH or I guess, yeah, DH is the only thing you can play at this point. Nelson Cruz. Hmm. Vince, you want to lead off or skip? 
Philly. Uh, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna actually agree with you I, I, that he that he does sign with the Brewers. No, I'll say Philly. Yeah, I'm gonna say <laughs> Brewers on this one. I I, I kind of feel like they're a really good fit, but uh, we'll see. I, I guess he's gonna have to want to sign with us. So hopefully we trade trade him right before we disrespected him and trade him for Kevin Mench. But what can you do? All right, 13th inning closer, a relief pitcher, Kenley Jansen. This is a tough one. Because I don't think... Everyone's still hanging in? My dog, my dog attacked my uh, earbud. So, <laughs> um... It's my wild leader. <laughs> Um, I don't think that Jansen is still I think he wants to come back to the Dodgers but I don't think the Dodgers are willing to pay him what he wants or put him in closer role still but I, I think they'll get it done somehow I don't know so I'll say Dodgers why not um I'll say uh, Nationals. I'll say Dodgers. Nationals is a good guess. All right, 14th inning. Um, Anthony Rizzo, left-handed hitting first baseman. Vince, do you want to lead off that one off? I'll just say Yankees. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna no, I'm gonna be a little different. I'll say the Rays. I'll say the Rays. Oh, interesting. Um, boy, Red Sox. Uh, he he did come through the originally was a former Red Sox organization guy, but I I will go with Yankees. I have a feeling that if they miss out on Freeman, that's that's their backup plan. Even though they do have Luke Voigt, I think they'll still do that. All right, fifteenth inning. I'll lead this one off. Jorge Soler. Um, wish it was the Brewers, but I have a feeling the Braves will re-sign them. I'll go with the Braves. Cardinals. Um, uh, uh, I think he'll come back to the Braves also. All right. 16th inning, Eddie Rosario. Boy, I mean, are the Braves going to be able to re-sign everyone? No, but he played so good for them. Like, so, so good for them in the playoffs. I think he'll go back to the Braves, too. I think, yeah, I think the Braves are going to try to bring them all back. So that's free. I disagree. I disagree because if they're not even focusing on bringing back Freeman, I don't think they're going to have time for these other pieces. I don't uh, think they can lose all of them, but I guess if there's, it's weird because after you win a World Series, there's kind of two paths you can go. Like you want to appease the fans, but hey, you just gave the fans a championship. You can kind of do whatever you want, you know? Right, right. And there was a bit of a flash in the pan element to some of the Braves outfield last year, but whatever. It's probably my which outfield. My bitter, <laughs> my, well, that's my own bitterness because of you know, losing to them in the playoffs. But anyways, um, I'm going to say Rosario signs with the Orioles. Well, that's an interesting pick. Randomly. Oh, with the Nats. Randomly. 
I feel the Nationals need some outfield help and probably has, their owner has plenty of money to spend, so why not? All right, 17th inning. We're getting toward the end here. Um, left-handed pitcher, pitcher, former Mariner, uh, UC Kikuchi. I will <laughs> – probably not saying that right. Uh, I'm going to go with – I'll leave this one off. I'm going to sign with the Cardinals. Mostly because I think he's not, not very good, and I feel like I'll probably just sign with the Cardinals and be an ass kicker like everyone does. But, I'll, say um, back. I'll, I'll say he's back in Seattle. Okay. I'll, I think he's going to stay on the West Coast. I'll say uh, Angels. Okay. All right. Sure. Eight, final inning of our n- doubleheader here. Um, doubleheader net rapid f- uh, nine. I'm going to go with uh, second base slash utility man, uh, Josh Harrison. Pirates. Detroit. I'll say White Sox. I feel like I think they have a hole at second base, so I'll go with White Sox. I think he'll 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 probably sign to want to start rather than be a utility player. So I'll go with that. And the White Sox, I feel, will be another strong team with very few holes, but. Um, yeah, anyway, pretty exciting season and, uh, we'll, we'll have some time still for some more podcasts before the start of the actual season. Of course, we always have our season preview, um, where we make some predictions on the season for both and for the rest of the league coming up in a couple of weeks. Um, but in the meantime, I really do hope the Brewers aren't completely going to stand pat. Uh, I may make some type of move to get us all excited here before the start of the season, but we shall see. So, um, yeah, and super excited. Well, Craig, uh, I know that it. during our uh, pre-production meeting earlier today, I think it was Scott who came up with the idea of taping now uh, twice a week again. Yeah, that should work. Probably. Yeah, we might have Sounds to. Great. I mean, the old format might be interesting. Um, you know, where we could do like a, um, you know, recap, sort of each series. We could tape at the end of every series, maybe, or something weird like that. I don't really know. Because then we're still taping yeah. Sunday night. But I don't know. Give us a lot of we, – we'd have to definitely start doing more rapid nines. I know the fans love those. Um, and then, um, I don't yeah. know, between Craig and Brandon, there's a – like, we could do prospect profiles again. Yep, I'm all for it. We should do it. Farm system updates and things like that. I think – I mean – I don't know. I mean, the Brewers haven't been really good, this good for this long, well, ever. But <laughs> um, with that in mind, that you know, our our fan base knows a little bit more about, I think, the farm systems than than some of the others, maybe. So, yeah, maybe we'll give the people what they want. Awesome. Sounds great. And and uh, yeah, we should definitely talk about our upcoming uh, Brew Review road trip as well at some point. Yeah, those are going to be tough negotiations, but hopefully we can get those kinks worked out. <laughs> that yeah, sounds good, guys. Those are going to be real tough. It sounds <laughs> good. All right. Wow. Uh, don't forget, um, uh, thank you th- thank you for listening, but don't forget to give us a follow on Twitter, Brook Review one uh, Send any uh, questions that you have for our show. We will get uh, time to get to those questions at some point soon to Brew Crew Review Podcast with an S at gmail.com. I know that Scott and his interns are actively looking at our email account and uh, getting back to your questions on the air shortly.
Um, yeah. And not only that, but like, um, we're still working, um, you know, we're in constant communication with, um, our anonymous source, uh, T, um, Carter. So, um, T Carter son. Yeah. I, sorry. I was going to say, I tried to say T Carter, but it didn't sound right. No, I'm not right. Mean, my fault. I'll get it right next time. Yeah. If there is a next time. Oh, and Scott, like you may have to relieve these interns of their duties because they should be getting us this information about these signings before we start taping and hearing. But anyway, I'll let you work that out on your end. So, in the meantime, yeah, I, I don't know. They they should try a little harder, but you know, they they haven't had a lot to report on. Like they they got to knock some of the rust off themselves. Like they haven't been doing anything for months, so now all of a sudden, it's like spring training, majority of activity. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So they'll get there. Don't worry. I got a good feeling about this this group of interns. <laughs> Not like that last group. God, they were awful. All right. Well, pitchers and catchers are finally reporting as we speak. So let's play ball and remember to stay classy, West Dallas. Stay classy, Wisconsin. Go Brewers. Go Brewers. Do 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 do. Brewers!